0: Crazy.
1: It is awesome to be back.
0: It is crazy awesome to be back.
1: You know, it's really fun. Back on Slam
0: Radio here since M 145. It feels great.
1: It We are a little out of practice. We
0: are a lot out of practice.
1: Not only are we a little out of practice, but we are COVID-adapted and doing this through Zoom. <laughs> yes. What that also means is we get to see ourselves in the computer screen, Which... so we will be more entertaining. I agree. <laughs> well, I don't
0: know if we'll be more entertaining.
1: Oh, I think we will. We'll will be don't. our
0: equal uh, entertaining selves. Are you dancing? again? Yeah. You realize this is on a radio, nobody can see you.
1: No, no, this is gonna. No, this is going. This is going through. Is well, I know two? it's
0: going through Periscope and YouTube and Twitter and all that, but it's also on SiriusXM 145.
1: It is. Oh, it's good to Welcome be back.
0: Welcome back. I'm Brian uh, Grasso. That's Carrie Campbell. We're back.
1: I thought you were gonna forget your name. It didn't come up? Like- well, we're not. I'm not mad at
0: of practice. <laughs> I know who I am. Karen, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff today.
1: I have no idea what we're going to talk about.
0: We, me, me neither all the way. Our,
1: our show is actually shorter than it was yes. pre-COVID. So we, we only have three segments instead of six. Yes. So we're going to cover it all. We're
0: going to get, we're going to get some stuff done today.
1: Not likely. We're going to talk
0: about, uh, I think, one of the most important aspects of... Uh, can, can, right, well, right now, we're talking about living in a COVID world. Yes. Right? right. I mean, look at us. We're sitting in our kitchen. We are. we are live on multiple streams throughout the social media sphere. Mm-hmm. While we're also nationwide on Sirius XM radio channel 145.
1: I'm so impressed by your ability to do that. You got
0: to get the plug in there. <laughs> um, but obviously, you know, we're sitting on a computer. We've had to adapt, right? The world is having to adapt. And what I want to talk about is, is adaptation. The capacity of being adaptable and how important that is your success your happiness your joy what are you laughing at (laughs)
1: because we're at home our daughter just opened the door i heard the squeak sorry keep
0: going adaptability yeah so like i I don't here's the thing about this particular episode of Eliminating limits i don't want it i want it to age well does that make
1: sense you want it to stand the test of time and not be solely applicable to COVID.
0: exactly right like i want frank the Tank, greatest producer on the planet I want him to be able to read, like, he he can use this show in six months. I love it. Seven years.
1: We're the gift that keeps on giving. In
0: 2088, Frank the Tank is going to run this show.
1: The gift that keeps on giving.
0: Yes. So we're going to talk a little bit about adaptability as it relates to COVID. But really, we're just going to talk about adaptability. Sure. Okay? Go ahead. I think you're going to say something. You know,
1: it's so interesting, right? Because obviously we went off air live in the studio back in march i want to say something, it was, like, that, something yeah. like that and you know that seems like so long ago it
0: does. right yeah.
1: but you know it, it feels I, I remember back march april may how my own personal mantra became adapt to win yeah. right that like just because covid kind of came in and like turned our worlds around I wasn't going to start losing at my goals and my purpose and my direction, right? right. So like every day was about showing up to adapt to win. And as I'm thinking back to this, like I don't know how long you know what we're talking about today. It feels Since March. It feels like we have lived through yeah. like three years. and I like, I'm, like I, I'm sitting here going like, I know all the things I did to adapt during COVID, but I'm like, yeah. what were they? I can't remember.
0: It's a good thing I took notes. In March. And by the way, if you're watching on Facebook, I see Rick Rowe is there in Montreal, Canada, and Kathy Mock is here in Arizona. Those are two good people.
1: Two good people.
0: Say hi to us if you're on Facebook. Um, adaptation, adaptability, you know, these are these are prerequisites in life. I want to say there's so much, there's a, there's this quantification called emotional intelligence that not not enough people know about. And all the data that I've seen in the last number of years, probably a decade or longer, shows that emotional intelligence might actually be the number one precursor to having a happy, successful life. Mm -hmm. And very few people know what emotional intelligence is or what goes into emotional intelligence. But emotional intelligence may be best defined as your ability to be adaptable to situations, circumstances, and life at large. Mm -hmm. To be responsive to life responsive to circumstances as opposed to reacting Mm -hmm. right to know yourself well and appreciate what it is you need given circumstances and situations as opposed to being thrust into this chaotic mess of now it's like you're you're constantly trying to climb out of a hole does that make sense those those things define emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and they of course are part and parcel with adaptability right so let me Regress this for one second. I'm going to pose a question to you. I hope I know the answer. Well, you know yourself well. Yes. You have, without question, a very high level of emotional intelligence that speaks to one reason you're so happy all the time. Hmm. And you're very successful in everything you do. True story. I know. I'm married to you. Um, you know what you need. That is a huge part of the conundrum. So many people are reactive in life because they don't know how to turn the switches on and off. They don't know how to turn on the response and turn off the reactivity. Right. They don't know what they need. Right. So let's talk about this as it relates to COVID,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but let's talk about it in general for yourself. Mm-hmm. What is it that you need in a given day? Forget about circumstances for a second. Forget about situations. Forget about COVID. Forget about anything that's present day. Trace your own day for us and talk to us about what you do, why you do it, how you do it, and why you've learned that these are important assets in your life. Does that make sense? It does, and you know that was a good question. What this is why I could pay the big bucks to host the show because <laughs> I ask the real questions. Hard hitting. Do you host? The show? I can keep going.
1: Do you host the show? No, I just produce. <laughs> I think we co-host. <laughs> um, so interestingly enough, like the, the here's what I believe is that personally, I think when you have created your life. Um, to serve you in the ultimate in the ultimate way, which yeah. in turn serves other people. Your whole day is what you need, right? So the truth is is that every single part of my day to some degree is a component of what I need for myself. Yeah. Um, but let me bring it back to like I, I'm actually going to narrow it down to what I'm going to pick the like fo- the top four things I need in my day and where they come. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first thing that I need absolutely is movement. And connection to yeah. my my physical being, You know, it, it's so funny because I think so many people um, would look at me kind of and like shake their heads at me when I'm were when i about to say this. That for me, my physical culture and my connection to my body and my fitness and my health is my first priority of life. Yeah. Like over my kids and over you, um, but not in a bad way. No, it's because I believe for myself personally that when I feel good, healthy, when I feel strong, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I, I do
0: good, right? So I'm better for you. I, I got. I'll be honest. I'm I'm getting really bored of that. Not from you, but from most of society. Right. Where they talk about it, there's a selfishness to it that you prioritize certain aspects of yourself over your kids and your, right. And your husband. Right. And and how that's just misunderstood. Sure. You are at your best for me and the kids when you're at your best. Right. I mean, how, how is it not so obvious at this point that we should all? all strive to put ourselves as a priority right because that's how we're best for everybody else
1: right and that doesn't mean that like my day is consumed of that no of right course. there's a balance in all in all that it, but it's it's a priority so and that comes in the form of my training and my nutrition and movement and all the above and it's kind of scattered throughout my day the second thing is the management of my own mindset mm-hmm. you know um, obviously pre-covid we we did multiple uh shows and episodes on our four pillars uh our eliminate your limit system and uh, I wake up every single morning and that is how I start my day, unless I have to do fasted cardio, then I do that first, and then I do my mindset work. (laughs) But I I haven't missed a day in in, in a very long time because I know that the ROI on taking that time to invest in my own mindset maximizes me on the other end. So that's the second thing. was the second thing? Um, My mindset. Mindset. Managing my mindset.
0: Well done.
1: Um, The third thing is my relationships Mm -hmm. and connection. And so relationships and connections for me really comes down um, to multiple different levels. You and the kids, obviously Uh, the, the people that I work with me in terms of, you know, the impact and the service to others, my friends, and believe it or not my baby doggies um, (laughs) because they're all connections and they're all sources for me. So relationships and being connected, it's a huge importance to me. And then the final thing for me is, what I would refer to is just silence, uh, silence and space, and that comes in different ways every day. So yeah. silence and space for me could be out on in the mangroves on a paddleboard. It could mm. be down at the beach. It could be just in the water. It could just be sitting in my in the room, quiet. Yeah. But I, I really value that that time of silence, and I think sometimes so many people misunderstand what silence means. Like that, you have to sit and meditate, you know, sure. with your legs crossed. Yeah. That's that's not what silence is to me. Silence oh. for me is actually more often than not in nature, yeah. in some way, because that is what I find rejuvenating. So, those are the top four things that I would say make up the needs that I have in my day.
0: You 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 a really cool point there because, and I want to talk about it uh, briefly because you you said um, this is how silence works for you, mm-hmm. um, and it may not work that way for other people. Right. Um, I'm going to ask you if it's an example of that. Actually, I'm going to ask you if what I see every day is an example of that. But that's an important thing because our lists, you and me, are actually quite similar, Mm -hmm. even though you and I are very different in the way we're we're made up, um, cosmically, so to speak. You know, like the things you need, the things I need, are very, very different because of our personality structure Mm -hmm. makeup, and yet our lists are remarkably similar. Right. But they're they're dissimilar at the same time. So for example, when you say you need silence and space, would you, this is what I see every day, you spend a dedicated few minutes every morning putting on your makeup. Uh-huh. And I think if I'm not mistaken, that is a silent space oriented time for
1: you. Yes.
0: Does that count? Is that is that right?
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I was gonna say with the exception of this morning when I was blaring music at myself. But right. now, it's still in it, my head. It, thing. Very randomly do I do that. But no, it is. It's, it's a very quiet, meditative, imaginative place for me.
0: In is that a word? It is now. Imaginative.
1: Imaginary. Imagination. Imaginative. Imaginative. That's the one. I think
0: you said you just put the emphasis on place. Whatever. Imaginative. We're (laughs) countering a word. So talk us through physicality. Talk us through why that's such an important part. So again, remember, we're talking about adaptability, Mm -hmm. which essentially means we're talking about emotional intelligence and our ability to handle situations and circumstances to be more responsive than we are reactive, to know ourselves so that we have a good energy balance and nothing about life really ever throws us off the keel, right, that's what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. And we can reference it in terms of COVID, but we don't have to, right? Because right? we want this episode to be one that Frank the Tank could put on the air in 2088 right. and it's still relevant. Right. So, so we're talking about now your list That's required every day Mm -hmm. for you to have that emotional intelligence and physicality is on top of it talk to us about physicality what does that give to you why is that so oh
1: that's such a loaded question this Um, is why
0: i paid the big bucks so i asked the loaded questions you know
1: i mean i've been an athlete my whole life in some way shape or form yeah and um i think over the years the more and more i stepped into it i just i think to be kind of like I guess cosmic on this. Let me pull on the word that you use. Oh, yeah. I, I really do believe that our, our bodies are the vessel yeah. for everything, and and I, and I think that I've just learned over the years that when I when my vessel feels good. I feel good. Yep. And so for me, it's not just about like, so I, I like to be ambitiously pursuing stuff in my physicality, like right? Yeah, I, as I, a
0: robust athlete.
1: Yeah. I have very specific goals. I have very directed goals yeah. and and it's always about me and the pursuit of the next level, but really ultimately feeling good. Yep. So that, you know, encompasses my training as a physique athlete and competition prep and all those things like in between. But the, the best way for me to describe it is that when I am, at my best physically, and that doesn't always—that doesn't mean, by the way, at my leanest or yeah. at my, not in pain. But pursuing, mm-hmm. when I am pursuing, what I'm doing is actually filling up that bucket of emotional intelligence, right? Yeah. Like I'm, 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 charging my it's battery. So like you storing
0: your own energy. Exactly, exactly. Yes. in
1: order to pull on as I need it when life throws curveballs. my Absolutely. Way. Does that make sense?
0: No, it does. And I think you know, you said something at the top of that. That I wanted just to key on briefly. And it's very important that I say this properly because the last thing in the world I want to do is sound cynical or in any way uh, demeaning to people. Because that to know me is to know that's just not who I am, mm-hmm. right? But it, it does, it does raise a red flag for me when we live in a society that seems so content to all the importance of physical health. Mm. Did that make sense? now in fairness i want to say this i think that the pendulum it swung too far one way for too long
1: which is usually the way it works right like
0: meaning it was all about your six pack or how great your butt looked in jeans Mm -hmm. it was very aesthetically oriented and there was a certain shape and style you had to be in order to be considered attractive i don't think that's a particularly good zeitgeist for a society to care right but i do believe the pendulum has swung back way too far the other way Mm-hmm. That now we're celebrating sizes that are probably not that healthy mm-hmm. and I I'd like to extract the word probably from that sentence But I don't want to be accused of anything But no really and truly we we are we have swung the pendulum too far right. The truth is we are at our emotional mental and spiritual best when the conduit of those things our physical being is healthy yep. and the human body you this is not what I'm about to say is not open to conjecture it's not open to debate it's it's factual reality the human body was built to move
1: yeah it absolutely. was built
0: to move mm-hmm. and moving it daily however you want to do that which is your preference i think is an incredibly important part of mental and emotional health that goes well understated in our society
1: yeah um, so I'm like, so here's the thing, right? And doing what you and I do in eliminating your limits and working in mindset. Yeah. obviously, we understand, and if those of you listening, if you don't understand, just kind of hold on to this, the depth and breadth of the reason that people have the pendulum has swung so far the other way, right? Yeah. It's not that people choose to or want to be unhealthy or unfit or not happy inside their bodies. I I, I truly believe everybody ultimately wants to feel good. I really just believe that, right? And deserves to. But people just don't know how. People don't, and it's not about the program, the nutrition or the training, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. We we all, and I've given this example a thousand times that everybody knows chips are not the best thing in the world to eat. And yet people are still choosing the chips over the apple. That's not because people are stupid. It's because there's a mindset block that people don't know about themselves, which is obviously what you and I dedicate our lives to.
0: Absolutely, well said. So. Um, talk to us now, there's about a minute and a half left in this segment, right? So we're gonna we're gonna start this segment and end it with you. Okay. Yeah, but we have some brevity here. Talk to us, you, you talked about um, mindset management. Yeah. How do you do that? And we can go into the next segment with this
1: one. Yeah. I mean, that's the real simplicity of that is that I run our four pillar system yeah. every single day. You learn, journal, right? Yeah, I do the journaling, uh, learn your language, imagine your outcome, review your direction, counting your wins. Um, it's a series of four exercises that we've customized to work on deconstructing negative narratives and rebuilding serving narratives. Right. So that every single day I'm showing up every 24 hours. Deconstructing and rebuilding, deconstructing yeah. and rebuilding, and that is not a that is not a job that ever stops. Right, right. That is a job you build and you work at for the rest of your life.
0: You know, it's just a, one thing just it gobsmacks me constantly because obviously we teach this whole um, mindset, performance, mm-hmm. and emotional intelligence. So it's part of our breathing fabric, right? Mm-hmm. And you and I have been living this and teaching this and journaling ourselves for so long now. I can't relate to going through your day just at the whim of the day, yeah. because for me, I've been doing it so long the other the other direction. I've been right. my first task every day, which I'll get to in a few minutes, is journaling. Yeah. And if people just knew the power of that, right? They would probably sink into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're gonna talk more about. We laughing at Frank? Right? Okay. I'm
1: laughing at Frank.
0: He's giving us the uh, wind it down voice. The girls. <laughs> Well, it does feel good to be back here on Sirius XM 145. Stay with us after the break. We'll be back right here on Slam Radio. Sirius XM 145. Hey,
2: look what I found.
0: A radio.
3: Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
2: I get it. Your desk has been there for you, holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water but maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
3: Good morning, Amigo. Josh
0: Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement.
4: He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? And he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door, which is he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're gonna knock on his door? Or would
0: they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me really describe this to you. Frank? Oh, Police!
2: oh Get
4: yeah. Out! Oh, I, that, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate.
3: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM XM 145, Slam Radio.
4: There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs in order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. Mm-hmm. you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part.
3: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
0: Slam. Yes, we are back.
1: We are busy dancing to the music. No, I not
0: Frank. That's not Frank.
1: I love Frank, but it's not my job to pay attention to Frank.
0: I was actually wondering if this is going to be confusing for you because you never really get to well, It's not that you
4: don't get to look at Frank when he's in the booth. You don't look at Frank, but I here you have no choice. I can't
1: see him. I can't see him when we're in right? the booth. But I'm just not even paying attention to
4: him. The music you know, thing thing's always a problem for Brian, though, because you always catch him dancing to the music and he forgets where he's at because he's is so into the music.
0: I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it, but you know it's also uh, fun about Frank when we're actually live in the studio.
1: Everything is.
0: It's fun true. About Frank. Everything is fun with the tech. It's true, but uh, sometimes he'll turn your mic off and turn mine on. So while you're talking, he'll be talking to my ear. Thank
1: goodness. Because if Frank started talking in my it's ear awesome. while I was trying to talk, I would. I can't talk and type at the same time.
4: Yeah, I can't do that now. That's why I told you. You gotta talk to me. You gotta do it with the chat.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly.
4: Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, we're back yeah. in the
1: uh, Series XM,
0: scared. one four five. That was the first time you've ever done that. That's
1: not true. We tried it a couple. Do it again. Times. Just go ahead. Series XM.
0: Where are we live though?
1: On Series XM. One four
0: five. But which studio? Slam Radio. There you, there you, you gotta kind of. It's gotta Slam Radio. One four five. Series XM, one four five. This is fun for me because you never do the calls. I love it. Okay, we're back. It's historic. Remember when I used to do that? Yeah. A historic slam radio. Well, tell people why it's historic.
1: Because Slam Radio is the first radio in history. First to and only. Right. Yeah, to be to be run by um, te- uh, school students, high high school students. students. They actually yeah, buddy. received a, um, an award last year. That's for a big that. deal. Man. It's a huge deal. I got so much love for Slam. Yeah. <sighs> Don't you just feel like we're back?
0: I yeah, want to be in studio, but I feel good. It's just but it's nice to see Frank the Tank again. Yeah, All right, adaptability, let's get back on point. Back on message.
1: It only took us two minutes and two seconds Whatever. To do that. We have 18
0: minute segments. <laughs> you got you know, you to eat, eat a few minutes away at the top of everyone. All right. So here's what I want to do. I want to ask you more. I, I'm going to start by asking you a bit more about your journaling process. Okay. Because okay, you said the four pillars. Yes. And there's a lot of people watching and listening right now who know exactly what that is. A lot of people who don't. So I don't want to go too far deep into the four pillars. But I want, here's what I want. I want you to talk about the environment you create every single morning for your journaling process. Yeah. Because I think that for some people this is going to be matter of fact. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people listening, this is going to be eye-opening. Yeah. It is because for the bulk of people worldwide, this is what are you laughing
1: at? <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing
0: at Frank. Is that kiss, just... kiss, again. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: It's live radio, whatever. <laughs>
0: Uh, for the vast majority of people listening, yeah. the morning is begrudgingly turning their alarm off,
1: yeah.
0: uh, begrudgingly getting their butts out of bed, mm-hmm. and just popping into the shower and getting on with the day. Yeah. So what's the environment? Why is it so important? Talk to me, Carrie. Yeah.
1: You. Well, let me start here. So I, I think that you're going to, if you do journal, if you do do our four pillars, kudos to you. you if said, you don't, you should do them. You should do-do. Um, but... You know, I think that, so listening to this, you're going to be one of two people. You're going to be either the person who naturally does this, or you're going to be the person who wouldn't have thought to do this. And it's it's not neither one is right or wrong, right? Some of us are just more naturally inclined to build experiential um, stuff. Yeah. Um, other, others are more inclined to be more task-oriented, right? So, you know, there is a process in which we, I unpack journaling from a beginner, intermediate, and advanced level, yep. but I'm going to take this from the, the context that you said of experience. And so ultimately, where I want everybody in their journaling experience to get to is that it becomes a lifestyle of their day every day. It it, it really is a moment of their day. And for me, that means that it's not a task. It's not sit down at a desk and feel like I'm like doing work. It's really about cultivating an experience that feels good to me. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's one of those things, like if, if it doesn't feel good for me to journal, I I will resist it. And I don't want to resist something that's so important to me. So over the years, I mean, there's been so many variations of what this looks like, but for me, my journaling experience right down to the journal that I write in and the pen that I use yes. to the, the room that I'm in the clothing on everything is built into this experience. Right? Yeah. So currently right now that my, my most common, uh, my, my current environment for journaling is every morning I wake up. Um, I grab myself um, a cup of coffee, I, I, I nestle myself back into our bed, all bundled up with the blankets and cozy. And, and we have this beautiful view of the city. So the sun's shining in and, and I sit there with my journal nestled under the blankets journaling, right. But the, the environment's comfortable. I'm comfortable. My clothing is comfortable. I have coffee, which is yummy and happy place for me. (laughs) Um, the, the room is the right light. Every single part of it is like filling my senses with good. Yep. I suppose, like if I'm not sitting comfortably in a chair and try and I try to journal, I won't journal effectively. Yeah. Right. So the environment matters when you're trying to build a journaling experience. And I don't think nearly enough people take that into consideration. I mean, there was a
0: ton you said there that was so important. Um, let me say this, one of the benefits of being live on the Facebook stream right now is that you can ask this question. So mm-hmm. if you're live with us down here. Um, pop a question into the comment box. We'll have a look at it and be able to um, answer directly. Uh, but I love everything you said there. I said one word, environment, and you went off on a tangent. You said everything from the clothing you're wearing to the type of coffee you're drinking to the um, the scent or the aromas in the room to the uh, visuals and the light. I mean, it was, it was really it's an amalgamation of a lot of things there, isn't it? So I mean, do you want to expand more on that? Because you always seem to have so much more to well, say I mean, I could. about environment. I, I think it's a really worthwhile topic. For yeah. Hear.
1: Well, I so let me so let me expand on this. Okay. I, I think that the the number one thing that I see people when it comes to environment and journaling, the the challenge that they they experience is trying to be perfect from the start. Yeah. and trying to find something that's going to stand the test of time. Sure. But here's what yeah. you need to know. Here's what you need to know is you're never going to know what makes up the ideal environment for you until you start trying, right? Like one time, I wanted to try journaling down by the ocean in the morning on the beach. Didn't that. work, I Wasn't, right? But like, <laughs> I can
0: tell it didn't work when you walked back. Like it house. lasted
1: like two days, yeah. right? Um, so you're never gonna know what's gonna work for you until you play around with it and you experiment and you step into different scenarios. So that's number one. The other thing that I really think people have to understand is that just because your journaling experience starts to shift um, from one moment to the next, like one month to the next, one year to the next, doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. You've evolved, right? Like for a period of time this year, I decided I didn't want to journal in my bed anymore, right? Went out, bought a whole new thing to decorate our balcony and took my journaling outside. For a couple months? Right. And I cultivated the entire environment outside to be the way I wanted it to be. So nothing you do is going to stand the test of time. Right. The only, and it's interesting we're talking about adaptability because that is so key in this, right? Sure. Are you able to adapt to different environments, different experiences? But really the true litmus test is that, is your journaling experience feeling good? like? If I don't have the right pillows in the right order behind my back.
0: I can attest to this.
1: When I'm I'm journaling, like it throws me off. I can attest
0: to that being true.
1: So it all matters.
0: Well, you know, let me jump in with my list now. I've been waiting, not impatiently, I've been waiting to find the right segue. Mm -hmm. Because, and I said this in the first segment, so much of what your list is represents in my list as well. Mm-hmm. but I wanted to find differentiation or differenti- uh, differentiating factors sure. that I could key in on there. And you talked about environment and what you're talking about right now would be considered the small things mm-hmm. and how important they are. Right. And remember the greater conversation. We're talking about learning to be adaptable in life. Right. We're talking about learning to have a higher level of emotional intelligence so that you can learn to respond to circumstances and situations in life rather than reacting to them, which is the hallmark. Of having a strong emotional intelligence, and that again is down to adaptability. Mm-hmm. It, it, you start with the macro things. The macro things are look, you got to move your body, right? You've got to be physical in life because that's just healthy. And a healthy body is a healthy mind, is a healthy emotional profile. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Second thing is you have to manage your own mindset, right? Right? So, we, we look at every day, do the four pillars. There's these basic exercises that we teach to people all around the world. Get your mind straight, spend five minutes every morning just getting your mindset organized. Mm -hmm. These are the big things. So now we're gonna start talking about some of the more finite things, which is in your case, we're talking about the environment of your mindset management, your journal, right? So when I look at my list of what are necessities for me in my world Mm -hmm. to make sure that my emotional intelligence remains high, that my mindset management uh, remains high, that I'm able to respond to things in life rather than react to them. What I always call it is owning my morning. Mm -hmm. So I own my morning. I don't let the morning or the day own me. Okay, that's number one on my list. But if I want to get salient or detail-oriented, I actually think what I'm about to say matters a great deal. It matters more than you may realize when you first hear me say it. Because I'm an environment guy, too. Mm -hmm. I like to sit in in a sturdy chair not in a plush uh, bed because if I did, I'd fall asleep. We're so opposite. I'd be like, how can I possibly manage my mindset? I am cozy, (laughs) right? But here's the thing I want to bring to the attention, really and truly. I have tried all the beverages first thing in the morning with my journal Uh and I've learned something. If it's dehydrating in any way, it doesn't serve me. Mm. So any sort of like, stimulant beverage like a like a like when i was you know monster or red bull a coffee it it it's hard to explain, but maybe if you're listening right now you can relate to this in any facet do you feel right now just go inside yourself and think about the last time you were really thirsty how awkward is that now i'm being serious like when your when your throat is parched and you're constantly swallowing cuz your mouth is so dry. How productive are you? How effective are you? How happy are you? How enjoy are you? The answer I know it sounds so small but it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. The world isn't hydrated enough and I know it sounds ridiculous but it's true. Yeah. You want to talk about managing mindset? You need water. Water makes your body work. Mm-hmm. So what I've learned as an environmental key for me is that I have one of two choices every morning for a beverage. And use most mornings I do both. I, I boil some water and I put in a little apple cider vinegar, a couple of tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, and maybe a little bit of honey. Okay? That's what and then water, straight water with a little bit of sea salt. The sea salt helps me, you know, not pee for the next 17 hours straight, basically.
1: I don't know if I've ever been dehydrated.
0: I'm sure I have a million times, but but I'm being serious. Like dehydration and not drinking enough water is, it's, it's, It affects more people than they realize Mm -hmm. it affects your mood. It affects your efficiency your effectiveness. It affects how, how well your brain problem solves your body works off of water. And there's just so many people who are not nearly hydrated enough. So when I get to owning my morning every day, this is how I keep my emotional intelligence high. Owning my morning first involves mindset management, but that includes water for every reason I just said. I know it sounds so small, but I'm gonna—I want to issue a challenge: drink three three liters or more of water every day for the next two weeks and keep track of how you feel. Mm-hmm. You're gonna recognize the difference immediately. Like, I have more to say. If you go.
1: I have two things to say. Please. First of all, There's let me, lots of comments. Can, can I carry the environment thing over to the water conversation? Yeah. So I made the, the funny comment, or not the funny comment. I made the comment that like I don't think I've ever been dehydrated because I drink a plethora of water, right? Sure. But you know what's interesting is the experience. My my whole reality of creating an environment and experience around my journaling yeah. applies to my water intake as well. And I, this is gonna sound so small, like I know so many people who just can't get their water in, right? And and there's little things that make it so different. Like, and I know this is, I mean, oh, I can't, This nobody, people on here can see it, okay? People But you. like, the size of the spout it on a water bottle yeah. will make the difference yeah. if I get four liters of water a day or not. You
0: know what, me too. So, so you shouldn't to rub off on it,
1: It's really important, like, Assess the reason why you're not getting your water in, right? Yeah. Like there's different, don't stop trying. So that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say is you said the words own your morning. Yep. And I, I feel compelled to share this with people because own the morning, own your morning is a very uh, common lingo in the personal development world. Right? Yes. Like, I mean, we hear it all over the place, right? The problem for me that comes with own your morning, and this is not what you did, by the way, <laughs> but I'm not saying the problem with you, is that oftentimes You'll read the own your morning book or post or whatever, yeah. and whoever it is says you have to, not you could, you have to do X, Y, and Z. This is the only way to own your morning.
0: Yeah, I just right, agree with that.
1: but I, so I, I agree with you. The reason I'm saying that is because use everything that we're talking about as a guide yes. to help you find what's best for you yes. and how to own your morning for you.
0: A hundred percent.
1: That's what I wanted to say. Can
0: I go back to water for a second now? Of course. Because, you know, right now, in, in, one of, in one of our businesses, you take some water, in one of our businesses, we are, you know, Kathy Mock is here live on our Facebook feed. Yeah. And Matt Bush, her husband, I think he might be here as well. I don't think so. Maybe not, but that's not here nor there. <laughs> but they, we they we, we have created a Neurology of Coaching certification, yeah. an educational program for coaches to help them understand the neurology that their clients are going through when they want to create behavioral change. Mm-hmm. So, Kathy, if I get this wrong, and you're on Facebook Live still, correct me. But I learned this just last week from Matt and Kathy, okay? And, <laughs> and Frank's already giving me the wind down. out. So, so I'm going <laughs> to so say it quickly. In the brain, in your brain, in my brain, we have basically two factors. There's the old brain and the new brain. One's cognitive, one's emotional. And they're in a the tug of war constantly. For, for ownership of your thoughts, right? But the old brain wins every single time if situationally or circumstantially, it's not being met physiologically with what it needs. Mm-hmm. And hydration is a huge part of that. So if you're dehydrated on a regular basis, you can't journal effectively. Right. You can't respond to life easily. You're gonna get more reactive. And what you may not realize is that water's got a lot to do with that.
1: All you gotta do is be camel.
0: Drink more water.
1: It's amino acids, pick
0: brown. We're back, Frank. <laughs> well, we, we, I'm getting to it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see Fred and doing a little Oh, let me It's good to be back. Yes. Yeah, With Brian and Carrie, Sirius XM 145.
3: Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: Wake up and text.
3: Good morning, Amigo.
2: Well,
4: it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. <laughs> oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game, too. Right? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. Yeah, but your way is not the way.
0: <laughs> so some people some people are really...
4: That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, yeah the way. of
0: course. You can't spell
2: Amigo without
4: the ego.
3: Good morning, Amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM XM 145, Slam Radio.
2: I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star
3: and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit the shelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society
2: of the United States, and the Ad Council. and he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them but i think in reality he just wanted to get out of there um i was really starting to worry because i saw something was wrong
0: levi and i talked about how it would change our lives but he was there beside me and my love for him was just immense when something feels different it could be alzheimer's now is the time to talk Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad
3: Council. Slam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny's, from the Amigo. I've learned so much from them and I thank them so much and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career.
2: You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145.
0: What's up everybody? This is Spice Adams Slam
2: Radio, Sirius XM Yeah!
0: Oh, thank you, I wish you were awesome. He's killing the producer thing.
1: But if you could all see him he would stop, I have a feeling. Also, I have a
0: little envy right now. Why's
1: that? Well,
0: because I heard the commercial, whoever it was, was like, uh, Sirius XM 145,
4: yeah! That's Spice Adams. That's the old Spice guy. He's all in all the commercials, the old Spice commercials.
1: <laughs> now I just
0: feel
4: plain the way I say it. No, you're
1: good.
0: Eliminate Your Limits with uh, Brian and Carrie coming at you on Sirius XM 145. See? It sounds plain.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: I need a new thing
1: you're good you're good you're good I need a new thing we have to be done by 54 well
0: frank the tank's going to give us the usher out okay, we have
1: like 10 minutes
0: i'm not worried about it do i look
1: good which means we have time in 10 minutes for half a point
0: <laughs> which is exactly what we need just one half one point point. and then have we got the water thing down We do. drink more water people.
1: yeah
0: i'm being serious about that though and i'm going to add to it right now by saying, you know what another mainstay in my life has to be every single day for me to have the emotional intelligence that I need to navigate life adaptably. Is that what? That's your next point. Yes, you ready? Good quality food goes hand in hand with water.
2: Absolutely.
0: I'm telling you right now, there's chemical reactions. There's all kinds of stuff internally that you don't necessarily know is happening. But if you're really honest with yourself, forget about how it tastes. Let's just take that off the table for one second. If you're really honest with yourself, you know you feel better mentally and emotionally and physically when you eat high-quality, nutrient-dense foods. And I've learned that over the years, that cheap meals are sexy-sounding, and they taste yum, but sometimes the next day I'm like, why did I do that? Mm. So over the years, I've learned to comport that really, really effectively, and my days are spent drinking lots of water. I don't know if I've mentioned that one yet, but consuming high-quality, nutrient-dense food. So much so, I grow my own sprouts. He does.
1: He's very excited about his sprouts. You want to talk about your sprouts. Can I say something before you start talking about your sprouts? Because we've only got ten minutes left. Um, <laughs> I, I actually want. So I'm going to be here as Miss Practical Pants. Okay. Because again, I think that in the industry right now, particularly the health industry, there is what people have these lists of what the best foods are for you right and i think that there there has to be a little bit of self awareness here oh, right like yes. what what feels good in your body yes. and what feels good in my body are not necessarily the same there's certain things that are considered Highly nutrient dense that if I eat give me an upset stomach. This is a good point. Right. So I, I think again, it's like I, I agree wholly by the way with the good quality foods. Hands down, yeah, do I agree with that? But you have to know yourself. You have to go on that exploration yes. of understanding what that means for you.
0: I, I agree hundred percent. I, I think there's a lot of um, um I don't know if they're apps or if they're organizations at large that do essentially what's called internal chemistry. So that they they test. Um, your internal chemistry mm-hmm. to find or help you understand which foods you digest. And let me finish the sentence which foods you digest best. Because what you said is important. Uh, Dr. Mike T. Nelson was a good friend of ours, and he, he's a nutrition guy. He always says the whole concept of superfoods is really stupid. Mm-hmm. Every food, naturally speaking, is super. Right, right. But what really does your body need? Want right? Spinach is no one can deny that spinach is a very healthy food, but not everybody digests it particularly well, and that's an important qualification to understand as well. Mm -hmm. But I stand by my point. Whole whole foods that are uh, natural, high uh, high nutrient content, and very dense. And if you're like me, you should grow your own spreads. Yep, I agree with that. I do, I grow my own sprouts.
1: I think that it's super important. Growing your own sprouts? No, the nutrient-dense thing. But if too, yeah. if growing your own spout, sprouts, sprouts <laughs> makes you happy, then grow your own sprouts. Yes, you all grow your own
0: sprouts. <laughs> uh, but no joke, water and food are two of my biggest secrets mm-hmm. to feeling good and having a high emotional intelligence, which allows me to adapt. The last one I want to talk about is, uh, we can take it a, a thousand different ways how we position it, and I'm going to take it from a couple different ways. Um, one of which is self-awareness another of which is an actual spiritual energy which we'll, we'll dissect a little farther um I, I like telling this story uh one of our good friends is a guy named jim quick mm-hmm. you, you may if you're listening you may know who jim quick is he's the brain guy he's the brain guy really, really intelligent man very very well known the world over and we actually did an event with him one time he came we used to live in montreal canada he came to montreal we put on an event together the three of us on stage talking and presenting and um I remember before the event started, he he said to us, and I don't, I don't know, Carrie, if you remember this, but he said, you know, he said, I could sit on stage or stand on stage for hours upon hours upon hours and just present and teach. But as soon as the presentation's done, and you know, you get off the stage and now people want to take photographs with you. Mm-hmm. And they want to have short personal conversations with you that's when my energy zaps Mm -hmm. and I remember that conversation with Jim because it's like he was speaking to me that's me right I can teach for nine hours I can be on stage in front of ten thousand people and be in my element for hours and not get tired as soon as I'm done I get off stage and now 300 of those ten thousand people want to have a quick private conversation with me I'm exhausted Mm -hmm. so Maybe my number one secret for being adaptable in life. Is that Chase?
1: <laughs> it's Maya just coughed.
0: Somebody just coughed. <laughs> my, my number one secret for being adaptable in life and for having a high emotional intelligence so that we learn to react, or pardon me, not to react to life, but to respond to it, COVID or otherwise, is know your energy patterns. The reality is some of you listening right now just need 20 minutes of silence a day. Mm -hmm. You just need some space to be alone for a short period of time to recharge that energy window. Mm -hmm. And if you just did that, you wouldn't be as reactive. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be as assaultive on the road you know, getting angry at the person cutting you off. Right. If you just learn to balance your energy and be self-aware enough to acknowledge what you need energetically, totally, then everything about your adaptability in life would change. Mm-hmm. And that's remarkable with you and I, is that it's not, I mean, you've already said that silence is important to you, mm-hmm. but movement's more important. Mm. You have that gene of, you like to go run errands, you like to go out over here, you like to go to the beach, I like to be still and horizontal and alone yeah, yeah. for a good few minutes a day. And if I don't get that, I'm not nearly as pliable or adaptable or responsive. I can be much more reactive and rigid, et cetera, et cetera.
1: You know, I, I like the point that you just made there because I I do tend to gain, I do tend to regain, I mean, I'm predominantly Yin to begin with, mm-hmm. um, but I do tend to regain energy while i'm in movement more than while i'm still um
0: that's a really but that's that's example of self-awareness you've learned that
1: like going to run errands on my own time leisurely is actually very recharging for me and and it's funny because years ago you and i used to kind of butt heads not like in a negative way just in not like we just didn't get each other 10 years ago right because You know, I would be going out running errands and then you would be, well, can we just lie down and watch a movie or whatever the case right. may be? It's not that either one of us were right or wrong. We just didn't understand that we needed different things to regain that balance, exactly. right? It, it's just super important to know yourself that way.
0: That's the whole thing. The, the self-awareness part of this matters a great deal. I'm seeing Colleen Downson here on the Facebook live show. What's up, Colleen? Um, the self-awareness matters a great deal. And it, look, I'll be the first one to admit that in our relationship, there was a challenge for me To not stand my ground because you would never ever, cost or in any way tell me I should be doing uh, what it is I wanted or felt I needed. That was never on you, but I felt I felt guilty Mm -hmm. that when you wanted to go to the beach, when you wanted to go over here and do this, I felt if I said no, I'd like just to be still. That I just I don't know I felt guilty about it, Um, and I had to learn. And you know you mentioned yin before, and that's where I was taking us in that, that whole Taoist philosophy of uh, yin versus yang. You know, a healthy yin balance of energy means you're optimally creative and patient and you have compassion for people and you're exhibiting wisdom every day. And then a healthy yang balance is that you're, you know, you're, you're taking risks in life, but not necessarily huge risks, but you're not playing small either. Right? You tend to be very assertive. You, you state what you need and what you want. You're definitely direction-oriented, you're taking action in that direction. Mm-hmm. But the problem is when that in-the-end balance gets out of balance, you know, for compassion becomes people pleasing. Yeah. Wisdom becomes overthinking. Mm-hmm. Patience becomes um, non-action. Mm-hmm. Right? Courage becomes acts of stupidity. Mm-hmm. Assertiveness becomes you're an idiot. You know, action or direction becomes myopic. So when the balance is off what your natural tendencies are can become too dominant. Yeah. And, and and that's why the balance of self-aware understanding what you need is maybe the most important part of the whole adaptation lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I needed to be still in silence.
1: Mm-hmm. Knowing that
0: you needed some of that but you also need some of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And I'm really impressed with the way you did the contrast to those right off the... That was awesome. I wouldn't have been able to do that.
0: I'm pretty impressed. Off the
1: top of my head like that.
0: You know, fun. I know well, and we're here's Fred the Tank's screen is blank. So he's what? He's what? his his screen is right there. I know. He's
1: gonna come on so here. In know, he's, gonna come on, he's gonna
0: come on and tell us I think that we've gotta wrap it up pretty soon. But
1: you know what guys, we'll be back, right? Every Monday, live on Sirius XM one four five radio.
0: That wasn't so bad.
1: <gasps> Tune in every that Monday. Wasn't so bad. <laughs> Okay, guys, this is what we're seeing
0: on the other side. Just so you seeing- know, for, yeah, that's a pretty thing to do, to do is wrap it up. Yeah. Well, listen, it's an honor and a privilege always come at you through the Sirius XM airwaves. This has been a beautiful experience for us, having our show in conjunction with Slam Radio on Sirius XM. I am just personally so grateful to be back. Nice. Uh, what a wonderful family, Slam Radio. We love y'all. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Eliminate your limits. We're to carry back next week on Slam Radio, Sirius XM 1.4.
3: The views and opinions expressed on Eliminate Your Limits are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.